Hi everyone, thanks for taking the time to join us. We're starting in on a new series that I'm pretty excited about, a series on getting motivated. Obviously it's timely with the new year and you know all of the new year's resolutions that, that we all have such a hard time uh, avoiding making uh, this time of year. But um, as, I, as I thought about it, you know, this series I think would be helpful to us really at any point in the year because you know, we all struggle with motivation uh, at different times of the year. It, it's, a, it's a constant battle. So hopefully whether you're listening to this right as I'm putting it out uh, or, or coming back to visit it later, that this series is helpful to you. And, and in particular today, what I wanted to talk about is what is our motivation? You see, the good news about the gospel is that our righteousness, our position with God, our spot in heaven, that it's not based on what we've done. You see, on the cross gave us all of this and so much more when he gave us his relationship with the Father as a free gift. Check out our post, Peace with God, uh, if you want to hear more about that. In many ways, this is what makes Christianity so unique. We don't get ourselves to heaven. But if we're totally honest, that encouraging truth can sometimes make it hard to be motivated. I mean, think about what Isaiah said. If what Isaiah said was really true and that all of our righteous deeds are like a filthy garment, that's Isaiah 64, 6 then why would we go through the trouble of doing what's right? If we're already saved and we can't add to our righteousness, it can be hard to get motivated to endure the self-sacrifice of, for example, living generously. So I think that, that gets us back to our original question. What is the proper biblical motivation for doing good? Now, I'm going to start off here with one of those thoughts that we aren't supposed to have. One of those questions we aren't supposed to acknowledge even crossed our minds. And maybe you've found a better, less selfish, or you know, more Christian way to word it, but whenever I'm struggling to find motivation, somewhere in the back of my mind, I'm asking this question. Why should I go through all this trouble? As, as terrible as it sounds, I'm kind of asking what's in it for me? And it can be tempting to feel like this isn't a Christian thought. We sometimes imagine Christianity is about taking what we want out of the equation. But it might surprise you to hear that this idea of emptying ourselves of desire is actually Buddhist, not Christian. Consider just a few verses here, just as a sample. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's Psalms 37 verse 4. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. Psalms 20, verse 4. How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Matthew 7, 11. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 16, 11. If they listen and serve him, they complete their days in prosperity and their years in pleasantness. That's Job 36, 11. Now, obviously, I'm not trying to encourage us to just pursue our own selfish desires and indulge our every whim. What I'm saying is that we've misunderstood why we don't. We sometimes understand it as our Christian duty to sacrifice what we want. The problem with this self-sacrificing mindset is that it leads to pride. I know I've been guilty of puffing myself up with this, thinking that I'm a good person for volunteering my time or for sharing the gospel or supporting family and friends through a difficult time. We can even get so confused about this that we use it as our motivation, that we do good because it makes us feel like a good person. But that motivation is rooted in and serves only to reinforce our pride. Further, this motivation of a self-sacrificing mindset makes us really inconsistent. 
we eventually get tired of always being the one who goes out of their way for others. It fails to actually prevent self-indulgence. It's actually often this mindset that eventually allows us to justify sin on the grounds that we've been doing good and we deserve to do what we want every now and then. And, and even if what we allow ourselves to enjoy in that moment isn't something sinful, this self-sacrificing mindset doesn't encourage us to enjoy it with a heart of gratitude towards God, giving thanks to him for the good thing that he, he gave us to enjoy. Instead, we become consumed with our right to enjoy it, with how we've earned it, with the idea that we deserve it. So if not self-sacrifice, if we're gonna set that aside, then what is the proper motivation for doing good? And whenever we get tired of doing good, what truth should we focus on to restore our energy and excitement about it? Now, I'm sure you've heard this verse before, but listen to it carefully. This is Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. When we feel our motivation waning, Paul doesn't give us a kick in the pants by talking about our Christian duty. It's actually almost a little bit surprising, but he instead reminds us of what's in it for us. In fact, this answer is throughout scripture. When Jesus told us to deny ourselves and take up our cross, he went on to tell us why. Because that's how we find our life. That's how we find what we really want, what we're really after. That's Matthew 16, verse 24 through 26, that you can read that. In enduring the cross, even Jesus himself found motivation and the promise of the joy that was set before him. Hebrews 12, 2 tells us that. In fact, this emphasis on our reward is prevalent throughout the Bible. Let me just read a few verses here. Psalms 19.11 says this, and talking about the, the commandments that God gives, the instructions that he's given us. It says, moreover, by them, by those commandments, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. And then Matthew 6.6, 6, and your father who sees in heaven will reward you. Or 2 John 1.8, watch yourselves so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may win a full reward. Revelation 3.11, I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one may seize your crown. 2 Timothy 4.7-8, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me to me on that day and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. God doesn't tell us to do good because we owe him for our salvation. It was a gift after all. He encourages us to do good because of the reward that's waiting for us in doing so. What's more, this isn't some trivial perspective that's unnecessary to the core of our Christian life, that it's something that's optional for us to believe. Amazingly, Hebrews actually tells us that if we don't believe this, then we cannot please God and we cannot draw near to him. Listen to this in Hebrews 11:6. And without faith, it is impossible to please, to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. What does this teach us about our motivation for doing good? It teaches us to accept our weakness and be grateful to God for his strength. We don't do good because it makes us feel like a good person. That's pride. We don't do good because we are obligated to by Christianity out of some sort of duty or guilt. God knows our frailty. He knows that these will not keep us motivated. When he asks us to do good, he encourages us and motivates us with a promise to reward us. Here's what this does to our thinking. Doing good is not about our sacrifice. 
It's about Christ's sacrifice and the promise that his sacrifice secured for us. We don't do good because we're good out of some altruistic sense or selflessness. We do good because he is good. He is a rewarder. It's no longer about us and it's all because of him. It moves us from begrudging self-sacrifice to joyful gratitude. So we've seen here the promise for us when we do what God asks of us. However, sometimes we still struggle to actually do it. And maybe that's because we don't feel capable or qualified. That feeling can even put us in, in a place where we don't know what he has called us to do because we don't see where he's gifted us. We see others doing these amazing things for God and think, I'll never be that good. So while the promise of our reward and winning the prize sounds nice, it also can sometimes feel unattainable leaving us unmotivated to even try. There are so many passages and stories in the Bible where God answers this exact question for us. Your qualifications will never hold you back from the prize. Next time we'll work together to remove any thinking that holds us back from running after the reward he's promised. Don't forget to subscribe as we continue to go through this series on getting motivated. Thank you for spending time with us today. I hope that this was helpful to you.